Here's our story. One in two Americans know someone affected by opioid addiction. Unfortunately, due to the stigma surrounding this epidemic, only one in four get the treatment they need. That's why I'm making the pledge to stop opioid silence, to send out an SOS, to share our story, and to listen when someone shares theirs. Together, we can end this epidemic. Together, we can change our story. Georgia Representative Rob Woodall said it best. It's our job to stop the opioid silence, and we can't ignore it any longer. In the United States, Georgia ranks among the top 11 states with most prescription opioid overdose deaths. This is an epidemic that is hitting far too close to home, but not even that many Georgians are aware of it. So this is definitely a conversation we need to start to save lives. So that's exactly what we're here to do. My name is Boomi. And while I gave you a brief spill over the issue, Kennedy will be taking a deep dive on how the opioid crisis affects people here in Georgia. Sarah will be focusing on the triangle ring around Atlanta. Sydney will inform you on research findings from universities here in Georgia. And finally, Gabby will go over the possible solutions to this opioid epidemic. So opioids are a drug that is used to dull the sensation of pain. They're a class of drug that include the illegal drug of heroin, synthetic opioids like fentanyl, oxycodone, oxycontin, hydrocodone, vicodin, codeine, and even morphine. Many opioids produce a sense of euphoria, and that can often result in addiction in people who are taking these drugs. They also pose a danger of accidental overdose and can cause permanent organ damage and even death. Opioids became available in the U.S. as early as 1775. They were used to treat soldiers hundreds of years later during the Civil War, and many soldiers actually ended up becoming addicted to them. It wasn't until 1914 when the Harrison Narcotics Act was passed to regulate the recreational use of opioids in the U.S. In the 70s, the stigma of addiction was growing and it led to doctors to avoid to prescribe opioid drugs and instead they opted out for surgical operations to block nerves from receiving pain signals in patients. However, in the 1980s and the 1990s, opioids began to be re-prescribed again to relieve people from their chronic pain issues. And as of 2017, the overdose death rate has grown to 142 people per day. Across the nation, we have seen an alarming trend and increase in drug overdose deaths. Specifically, overdose deaths from prescription and illicit opioids that have more than quadrupled in the U.S. since 1999. More than 183,000 people have died in the U.S. from overdoses related to prescription opioids. From 2010 to 2017, the total number of opioid-related overdose deaths in Georgia increased by 245%. In October of 2017, the president declared the opioid crisis a national public health emergency, and in Georgia, almost two-thirds of drug overdose deaths were attributed to opioids. From 2015 to 2017, nearly all racial and ethnic groups and age groups experienced significant increases in opioid-involved and synthetic opioid-involved overdose death rates, particularly in African Americans ages 45 to 54 years of age and in large central metro areas like Atlanta. The increased involvement of synthetic opioids in overdose deaths is changing the demographics of the opioid overdose epidemic. Culturally competent interventions are needed to target populations at risk. 
These interventions include increasing awareness about synthetic opioids in the drug supply and expanding evidence-based interventions such as naloxone distribution and medication-assisted treatment. The Georgia Department of Public Health is working to combat the opioid epidemic by developing and maintaining the following four programs. So number one, we have the Opioid and Substance Misuse Response. It's a statewide strategic planning effort to respond to the opioid epidemic, such as a work group activities and other initiatives. The second is the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program, and it administers an electronic database used to monitor the prescribing and dispensing of controlled substances in pharmacies. Then we have the PDMP integration, which is a statewide campaign to integrate the PDMP access into approved electronic healthcare records. And then lastly, we have the Drug Surveillance Unit, which monitors drug overdose trends in response to clusters of overdoses like we see in the drug triangle around Atlanta. When we talk about opioid hotspots, we often think of rural or low-income areas. And usually, we picture users as being middle-aged or older. But what if I told you that even though those who live in affluent suburbs and those who are as young as 14 also struggle with opioid addiction? The triangle, as its name says, is a triangle-shaped area where a high number of opioid-related deaths, typically heroin, have been reported, and where numbers of opioid overdoses have been growing at an alarming rate. It stretches from areas like Cobb County, which includes cities like Marietta and Kennesaw, all the way to Gwinnett County, such as Johns Creek. If you've ever visited these places, which I'm sure that you have, you would know that they are typically high-income areas with home prices being at a medium of up to $447,000 and with medium household incomes of up to $113,000. Shockingly enough, the majority of those impacted by the opioid crisis are young adults, and a lot of the overdoses that they have been seeing in the triangle have been high school kids. Now, these are the individuals that we least expect to have problems with opioid addiction, so it's no wonder that these individuals are not getting the help that they need because they are being overlooked. So, why is it that the young people from these affluent areas are being affected the most? I think a lot of it has to do with the result of the pressure to perform well in school, you know, being as competitive as you can to get into these top universities, and of course, being granted scholarships, having overworked parents who may not even be around often at home, and to top it all off, the stigma with being open and getting help to deal with stress and issues that you may be having at home. And, you know, not to mention the stigma with having an addiction. It's hard to come forward with that and, you know, the fear of being judged from it. And I know, you know, that our society kind of glorifies being busy and hardworking all the time with little to no time to actually relax and to take care of yourself. So... Really, there's no wonder that the opioid addiction is so prevalent in these areas. A strong example of the tragedy of the triangle is Davis Owen from Marietta, Georgia. He was an exceptional student nonetheless, junior and senior class president, yearbook editor, was active in the community, and attended Kennesaw State University with the dream of graduating as a business major. Because of heroin, he never got to live out his dream. He was only 20 years old. This is unacceptable 
We need to stop failing the people of our society, especially young individuals who are no doubt our future. And we need to find a solution to this crisis. Both Georgia State University and the University of Georgia are currently researching the opioid epidemic and working on interventions to fight it at both the national and state level. In 2018, Georgia State published a paper titled Predicting Opioid Epidemic by Using Twitter Data, in which they used Twitter as a non-traditional means of gathering public health data and observing the behavior of this particular crisis to see if they could study it from a new angle. In the paper, they found a correlation between tweets referencing opioid use and misuse and real-world death rates. This correlation was actually so high that they were able to conclude, quote, the statistical significance demonstrates that Twitter data can be used for predicting the death rate and epidemic in the future, end quote. In April of 2019, GSU released literature outlining their systems approach to analyzing and tackling this epidemic. In it, they aim to capture the fact that this is not just a vague health issue faced by a small group of people. There are specific populations that it impacts the most, and they outlined the relationships between these populations. These include uh, those who are perceived to have untreated psychological or physical pain, those using recovery opioids, those misusing recovery opioids, those in alternative treatment, uh, children experiencing adverse childhood experiences, children experiencing parental opioid misuse, uh, those using and misusing illicit opioids, incarcerated individuals, and those in treatment or recovery from opioid misuse. In this model, they showed the true interconnectedness of these groups and established that if uh, health professionals want to combat this crisis, they really need to look at the specific groups of people that are impacted the most and how they're connected to one another. Then, in December of 2019, UGA researchers published a study about the connection between opioid misuse and chronic disease. And in a interview with the team and university media team, um, one of the head researchers actually said, when we look at the opioid crisis, most of the response has been to treat opioid overdose, making naloxone more available, for example. That's a good immediate intervention, but in the long run, we need to identify the underlying issues of the epidemic, end quote. This is logical since we frequently discuss how chronic disease is the other major health crisis in this country. The researcher went on to say, chronic disease is associated with pain, pain is associated with opioid misuse, or use, end quote. Though this may sound like an oversimplification, it could be at the heart of the crisis. The good news is that it helps researchers and clinicians know what other factors to look for when thinking about those who may be vulnerable to becoming addicted to opioids. But this also exacerbates the issue a bit because chronic disease is such a pervasive issue in the U.S. with no current signs of slowing. In a way, the body of research presented by UGA and GSU kind of fit together like puzzle pieces. GSU's systems model presents who is affected and how they were affected in conjunction with one another. And UGA's information presents that there could be an underlying issue plaguing those groups that only worsens their opioid misuse, if not causes it. In this way, these state-based universities contribute to the overall research on this 
nationwide epidemic. And they also point out specific ways that Georgians can be helped with this issue. When understanding different solutions to the opioid epidemic, there are different paths you can take. One method would specifically be preventative methods, which include education to the public and a spreading of awareness of the seriousness of the issue, as well as increased training for healthcare professionals to reduce common overprescribing of opioids. There are also responsive measures, which would include increasing resources for those struggling with opioid addiction, as well as new and more monitored treatment plans for managing pain associated with opioid addiction, specifically in pain clinics. And then finally, the strategy of increasing research on the topic in order to be more informed about the issue to decrease the spread of the epidemic, which currently Georgia officials are advocating for more funds to fuel this research. With the preventative measures, education is obviously at the forefront in educating the general public and spreading awareness. This could be done by increasing funds for substance misuse prevention programs specifically aimed towards teens, young adults, and parents, because these are the vulnerable populations and they're usually unaware of the risks associated with the use of opioids and the level of addiction paired with use. Education of this can be brought by pharmacies providing easy to understand information about the risks of drug misuse or even school educators directly giving information to the most, most at-risk population through classroom-based programs. Another preventative measure could be increased training for healthcare professionals and this would be in reference to a huge issue which is overprescribing of opioids from medical professionals. This could be with establishing a standard for prescriber education, including guidelines for prescribing opioid medications, both for chronic pain and for substance use disorders. And this method could be done through the use of online required drug education hours for physicians or an in-person education class in healthcare facilities required for professionals. More on the responsive measures, there also could be more resources for those struggling with the opioid addiction, and this could be put into place by increased access to Narcan drugs, which are drugs that help block the effects of opioids, including cravings for more doses. Also, an increased access to medication-assisted treatment for the large population affected, which currently cannot be supported by the treatment facilities that are open and running today. Overall, this would really need to happen through increased access to medically managed detoxification and withdrawal management, behavioral therapy, medications, and recovery support services. Another solution is with new and more monitored treatment plans for managing pain, and this would be in response to overprescribing of opioids for issues which less severe drugs could be used, specifically in pain clinics. This could be tackled by increasing current policies to regulate pain clinics in which put health and addiction status of the patients at the forefront when prescribing. Lastly, for the research method, there are currently a lot of research being done and more funds that are being advocated for to increase research. And this research is on what methods are proving successful in treating this epidemic to mass populations. And then in the future, we can use this research to edit solutions in place based on the findings, based on the changing society, in order to decrease this opioid ec epidemic. Now that you've heard all that we have to say, you can clearly see that there have been tons of laws and programs put into place, but they have been pushed aside and are ignored by the public. 
Now awareness and education need to be stressed more than it has ever before in the past about the opioid crisis. Georgia officials can advocate for more funding in areas for intervention and education and make it more of a top priority in the state, especially in the Triangle Ring. It's such a costly problem, financially and with the amount of lives lost, in Georgia specifically. Targeting this public health issue in the state would solve a multitude of other issues, so it should definitely be looked into more than it currently is. The University of Georgia and other institutions have done their part and done research and conducted studies over the opioid crisis, but now it's our turn to finally listen and bring light to the conversation ourselves. Will you join us in stopping the silence so we can put an end to this epidemic once and for all?